Hey everyone, we've got Alexis Dobbins on episode 42. She's the founder of Positive Families LLC, and she's here to share her pivot experience. So stay tuned. everyone. Welcome to Pivot, the podcast for women who've made intentional or unexpected changes in their life, yet they're still winning. I am your host, Dr. Malika Turner, and I have the pleasure of having Miss Alexis Dobbins here on episode 42. She is the founder of Positive Families LLC, and under the umbrella is Kids Need To. And we're going to talk a little bit about the newest pivot in her life or the newest baby. And that is, hello, I'm a parent. So I'm excited to have her here. This business and Miss Alexis Dobbins is based out of the Washington, D.C. metro area. She is a third career educator, and she's here to share about her story, what she's doing. And I know what she's doing will resonate with many of you. So Alexis Dobbins, let's talk. Hi, Malika. Thank you so much. It's such a privilege to be here with you this evening. I am so glad we finally got you on. We we had you for the first, was it the first episode of the second season where we had a group of women together talking about how we are impacting the young Black men that we are raising, right? Yes. And you were a part of that. But now you're here by yourself. All right. (laughs) And so that's right. And so 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 we're going to take some time and just let you share about your experiences. I know that you've got nuggets of wisdom to share with our pivot uh, family today. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Sure. It's who I am is very much tied up into the brand. Um, and times they are almost inseparable. So let me just share a little bit of information about myself. Um, originally schooled in Philadelphia, right outside of Philly. And I came to the Washington, D.C. area for my first job after graduation from undergrad. I came to work on Capitol Hill. Um, 2020 has shown me that my initial decision was the best for me. I did, uh, Capitol Hill was not a real world to me, mm. wasn't practical enough. So I guess I was here for about a couple of years. And then I left, had some administrative jobs, and I was um, actually in between jobs thinking of what I could do. This is kind of a funny story talking okay. about pivot. A friend of mine called me and said um, her husband had purchased for her this new computer thing called a Mac. She didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> called a Mac. So, Did you say called, called a, a Mac? Mac? Okay, that's interesting. Okay. A, a new thing. Okay. It's like a new thing, thing. happened. Okay. Right. Um, and if, in fact, she, did, she said it was an Apple Mac, but she didn't know what, the, okay. So bottom line, I said, well, I, t- I like to learn. I like to read and kind of see what's going on. So I went to her garage, picked it up, brought it to my house, and I would say within, I don't know, maybe six weeks to two months, I had created a training company and was traveling around the region, training individuals and small businesses on this new Apple Mac thing, (laughs) ended up being one of the first, I don't know, 10 Apple certified trainers in the region, Um, and that was my first entry into not education in the traditional sense, but, but really training. delivering content yes. and exactly yes. a form of teaching. Uh, I went to the public broadcasting service and ultimately to the Corporation for Public Broadcasting initially to do training okay. for their employees because they were transitioning to Max and ended up doing engineering and broadcast training for all of the PBS sites around the country and at CPB continued to do education for not only um, broadcast engineers, but for producers who were developing content. So another pivot, 
I'm still really training and teaching, but from a different perspective. Okay. Uh, went back to school, got my master's in adult education. And the one thing that I had never done was actually teach in the classroom. And there was a still small voice in my head that kept saying, if you really want to impact youth, um, you probably see how that works. You kind of, I just wanted to dip my toe in and decided that I would do that. I started out subbing, um, didn't like that so much because we all know how students treat subs. <laughs> and then it was like, okay, <laughs> like, okay so let's, if we're going to do this, let's do this. Right. Um, and discovered that I love it. So what I learned in terms of pivoting was that I was pivoting around a theme and that theme was training and teaching and delivering information to people in different ways. Okay. Stop right there. I like that. I like that. I wrote that down. Pivot family, catch that. Pivoting around a theme because many times we we're unsure about we haven't settled on what we're supposed to do but god kind of there's like these little hits right these little opportunities that's the total sum is okay this is what i'm supposed to do and maybe those little those other jobs or opportunities were prepping me for something and so i love that you were pivoting that's the first time i think i've heard that since we've been interviewing and having these conversations, pivoting around a theme. Wow. That's okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Pivoting. And, and it's, it's, it's ironic because m- most of my friends in undergrad were there in the school of education. And I always said, Oh my goodness, I, I don't want to be a teacher. I don't. Mm. And for most of my life, one way or another, when I look at it, what I do, one of my gifts, again, is being able to look at a situation, determine what's the information that's going to support growth and development, uh, kind of take it in, organize it, and then be able to deliver it in different ways based on the audience. So that's that's the theme that I've been working around. And can I dip into the personal part? Because that... Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. okay. So... I'm, I'm, I'm doing this pivoting. Um, I haven't talked about the reason for the pivot. Um, and I'm basically somewhere in that process. I am a mom of two sons and I become divorced. Okay. And I'm talking a divorce that was so hateful initially that not only could we not be in the same room, we could not be within, I would say, a good two miles of each other. It mm. just did not end well. Okay. Um, money was not an issue. Child support was not an issue. We settled that immediately. Um, but feelings were hurt, I think, on both sides, disappointment, rejection, et cetera, et cetera. And so it did not end well. What I realized over, I would say, a period of about five, six years was the tremendous impact it was having on my children. Mm. A tremendous impact it was having on my children. And my oldest son, who um, was, I think, 11 or 11 or 12 when his dad left, really had a difficult time around the breakup. My younger son, because he did not have that same exposure and because I had matured as the years went by, had a different perspective. And bottom line, what I realized was that the more I was able to do with my ex-husband, not initially he and I, but being able to attend events or if somebody was doing something in church or going to a graduation or whatever it was, the peace and the joy that brought my sons, really having nothing to do with the relationship between my husband and I, but children have an inherent need 
if possible, to see both of their parents together, operating as a family. Ironically, those moments where we were all together seem to cement in their minds that I am part of a family. And therefore, when their dad would, you know, go back and do what he was doing, or we would continue just the three of them, again, they seem to, there was a peace that they had, a greater understanding that we're not in a traditional family. Um, Dad's not here. But you know what? We are part of a family unit in that I know my mom loves me. I know my dad loves me. And when it is called for, we can all get together and operate in a sense of calm. And I, again, I began to just notice the impact that that had on my sons. And as I saw that, I kind of went out of my way to encourage my ex-husband to accept that and to be able to join in without focusing on he and I. Um, a lot of prayer, a lot of forgiveness on both parts. Um, but I would say after about four or five years of that, I was able to count my ex-husband as one of my best friends. And because of that, the difference that that made in the lives of my sons is night and day. And that was so transformative to me when I coupled that with beginning to work with students who were crying in the middle of class, um, didn't want to go home, exhibiting behaviors that really had nothing to do with anything that was going on in school. And when you could talk to them privately, it got to the point where I could determine what child was experiencing difficulty uh, as a result of a breakup at mm -hmm. home. Mm -hmm. I've had students who told me, um, I'm going, I'll never forget a little girl who was 14 in ninth grade told me that she was spending the weekend with her boyfriend. So when you're working with adolescents, you know, you don't go full force. You just, oh, okay. So how's that? Really? Okay. So you got that all planned out. How's that working at home? And ultimately, as I talked a little bit, but listened a lot more, what she shared with me was that my parents aren't together. My dad thinks I'm at my mom's. My mom thinks I'm at my dad's, but they don't talk to each other. Like they haven't talked to each other in years. So I can be anywhere I want to be because there's no chance wow. of either one of them calling the other. Seeing that, you know, and, and, and I know you, you have more to share and where that is headed, but I think that's so important. You share that children have an inherent need to see both parents operating as a unit, as a family. And I think that it's important um, that we address that and that there are those kinds of resources and places that parents can go to work through that. Because do you find that it's not always counseling, right? So, so it's not always, parents aren't always saying, let's go run the counseling so we can make this right. You know, they're not always doing that and everybody ain't married. No, they're not always doing that for a number of different reasons, but I will use the DMV or the Washington metropolitan area where I live. I'll use that as an example. Um, when we think of a single mother, we tend to think of someone who has one or two, maybe more children, who's struggling to pay the bills, living in a small apartment, life is hard. We just scrape and buy and nothing's ever been the same right. or, you know, if she was never married, it just, my life is a mess and I'm hanging on by a thread. Right, right, right. Um, and the DMV is not the only area by any means. As women become more, um, more educated, more able to earn a, a, an equivalent living or maybe even more money financially, um, it, that stereotype has gone out of the window. So what we have are women who realize I own my own home. My job is the bomb.com. I travel. I take a couple vacations a year. Uh, my passport is filling up. My son or daughter may be in private school. My life is good. So 
I'm not going to counseling. We're good. Right. There's really no need for us to have much communication. Right. They're good. I don't, I don't need him. Right, right, right. We're good. Okay. And I'm there. Okay. There was a brief period again in that evolution of mine where I was there too. But because we don't need the relationship is not at all connected to the fact that children, as you said, inherently are born with a desire and an expectation that there will be two parents. Exactly. It's 2020. We would love to pretend that men and women are the same, do the same things. I'd love to agree with that. I'm the first person to say, if you are a single parent and the other parent is not available, you do what you do. And millions of men and women are success stories coming out. That is, I'm, I'm not knocking that at all. What I'm saying is, if at all possible, children have an inherent expectation, which is in line with the fact that as far as we know, for the most part, it requires two people to create a child. And there's a reason for that. And that doesn't change, regardless of how old the child gets. That does not change. So no, to answer your question, many women and many men, for different reasons, having to do with just pride and sort of how they see that making them look. Yeah. But no, they don't run to counseling. Right. Um, they manage it themselves. I'm going to tiptoe in here and say, depending on where you worship, the perception is that you can pray your way through it. You don't need counseling. You don't need coaching. It'll right. be okay. That's not even biblical. But we ain't going to go there. That's it's another just, no, episode. No, that's another episode. <laughs> that's another episode. Several things you and I could talk about. No, it's not biblical. Exactly. But it is in some cases generational. Right. I only had one parent. And look at me. My life is fine. Um, what kids need to not you designed to do is to establish a framework for three things. And those three things are positive communication. Focused conversation mm-hmm. and mindful forgiveness. Okay, so see, let me stop right there. I first of all, let me go back to something I said. You said I only had one parent, and I turned out okay. And I said, not you. That would not have been you. You were just saying. Okay, <laughs> okay I'm just no, 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 providing clarity to our that audience. Is, that is not my. <laughs> That's story. not your story. Okay. That is not my. Story. <laughs> but not I want story. I want to hone in on kids need to. I want to hone in because I think that many parents out there feel that they don't need the help. They're working it out, right? And I will go to a biblical place and say, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And their multitude means more than one. More (laughs) than one, and there are different types. Exactly. And Kids Need Too is this wonderful... um, organization that provides that support, the resources, the coaching. If if you're out there and you're co-parenting and it's rocky and it could use some help, right? Because I think I think back to being married. There are marriage counselors, right? But then when we separate, we're like, we'll figure it out ourselves. No, kids need to provides that counseling, provides that coaching to help you co-parent successfully. And the main person there is, is the child. It's, it's the children. That's so important, if I'm not mistaken. You, and please share. No, the, the goal in front of you, keep your eyes. I'm going to pull from my public broadcasting days. Eyes on the prize. The prize is always the well-being and the growth and the success ultimately of the child that's always in front of you yes um one of the things there's a couple of things that i want to share around what you what you said and one of those is kids need to i think our sweet spot is really the coaching that we provide 
real time, dealing with real situations so that parents can achieve a positive relationship going forward. A lot of times people do not want to delve into why I behave like this, why this didn't work, why that didn't work. And that's a personal choice. It plays into ultimately what's going on, but it's right. a personal choice right. whether you are interested in that or not. I tell people all the time, counseling helps you look at the larger picture, much of which is in the past, and determine how you got where you are now. Coaching is a plan to move forward in a different way. And oh, it's that's more good. behavioral focused. That's good. That's good. That's good. I hope y'all write okay. this down. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. So, that's good. So, yeah, coaching is about what are you doing. Coaching is the uh, hit me too from a coaching perspective, tips, strategies on a daily, real world basis going forward. He said this to me and I would, okay, let's take a deep breath. What are the steps that we use before we just come out the mouth with anything? Okay. That's not delving into the past and maybe your mama cussed everybody out and so now you can, and that might be true, but you know what? We're going forward. Let's talk about what we do before we speak. We address triggers, for example. If you know that you are, whenever you talk to the father of your child, if he hears the word baboon, he starts climbing a tree. And what you do when you're irritated, you put the word baboon in a sentence three times. Let, let's, let's stop that, okay? Let's, um, we, don't, we don't necessarily have to talk about why you're doing that. We just have to shift that behavior. Because you're talking about a baboon, the father of your child is bouncing off the walls. And in this example, what that means is that he might have been there to take little Junior to a baseball game, but now the two of you are so wrapped up in chaos, he walks out the door and the child doesn't get to go where he had planned to go. It's that, it's that kind of thing from a coaching perspective, it's really based on behavior and adjusting the mindset going forward. I like that. I, I want to know where, because we're in the age of social media and, you know, we are, we are posting content daily, right? So talk a little bit about where folks can find some of this kids need to um, language, information, resources, where, where are you located? Okay. Um, first of all, there is a website, kidsneedto.com. So that's the first place. On Facebook, there are, I, I offer options. Because again, different people look at this a little bit differently. On Facebook, there is a Facebook page, also called Kids Need Too. But then there is a smaller group, which is a private group, and that group is the co-parenting game changer, where people are encouraged to come and share information that maybe they don't want out in the public. It's also where I post information, and I generally do at least once a week some type of webinar or Facebook Live or um, some vehicle to deliver content, but the content that I deliver in the small private group is a little bit different from what I do publicly. So I think this is important, and I, I know that um, what I want people to get from this is that if you're not in this situation, you probably know someone in a situation where they are co-parenting in 2020. We're going into 2021. We know folks who are co-parenting now you are responsible because you know that there's a resource out there that can help your family members, you, whomever, to co-parent more efficiently and more effectively with something like Kids Need To out there. Um, and I, I, just about everybody I know is <laughs> on Facebook. So <laughs> just about, not everyone, no one generalized. 
but the information is out there. This is called free of charge information. It is there. And, but there are also things that they can do. Um, I want to say, am I right by saying some webinars, some workshops that are, that as you get deeper into kids need to, that will help with, um, improving the relationship between parents again for the for the betterment i'm is that i'm gonna make that up even if that's not a word for of the child so i think this is important and and i'm talking to my my pivot family and i know that we've got some other things we want to share but i'm talking to the pivot family because we're going into 2021 and we do a lot of talking about resolutions i'm doing this new i'm gonna be a new creature old things gonna be passed away i'm gonna lose this weight i'm gonna lose this gray I'm going to get taller and I'm going to get shorter. I mean, we, we have all kinds of goals and aspirations. And I really want us to be conscious of improving relationships for our children. And Kids Need Too is that resource that can help you to do that. Hey, y'all, we are back with episode 42. We've got Alexis Dobbs here, who is the founder of Positive Families, LLC. She is transparent. She is sharing about multiple pivot experiences, but how they all led to this, I guess, pivoting around a specific theme that has led her to where she is today. So stay tuned, y'all. It is funny that you would say that because in December, I'm going to be launching a free service designed to, well, let me give you the name. Okay. It's Prepping for Peace in 2021. Prepping for Peace in 2021. All right. Prepping for Peace in 2021. And this is designed again for people who... Maybe you feel like your co-parenting relationship is not horrible. But I think one of the things that we've seen in the year 2020 is that as an overall society, if we're not careful, we're just coming off the rails, if I can use yeah. that expression. Okay. And so it's important as families to be united as we move into the year 2021. 2021 is one of those transition years where in addition to all of the things people always say they wanna do at the beginning of the new year, there's a feeling that we have to undo the madness from 2020. And we've seen some shifts in the government. We're now aware that there's some things that can happen politically and economically that we had never seen before, that we always said that would not happen in America. And now we've seen, well, gosh darn, yeah, that can happen in America. But one of the things, the only thing really that we have that we know that we can hold on to um, after our faith is our family. And when I say family, I'm a strong believer. Kids need to family. Hears me say this all the time. I often close whatever I'm saying with this, wherever you live. A family does not have to be in the same house. Mm. That is important. Mm. Kids need to. It's not about blame or shame. I don't care where you live. Somebody can live in Alaska and the other parent lives in Hawaii. You are still a family and you still have a responsibility to operate as a family unit. So what I'm starting in mid-December is called Prepping for Peace in 2021. And I'm going to be sending out a daily thought piece. It's going to be a quote and not very long. I don't know. People have a lot to do, but just a couple of paragraphs around a central theme that really is designed to make you think. And then it simply asks you, how can you put this into action in 2021? Because 2021 has to be different than 2020. Right. And that's from the White House to your house. I love it. It does not matter. I love it. Does not matter. And we have to we have to start thinking in terms of peace and forgiveness and working together, whether we've been doing that as a family or not. Um, one of the phrases that I use all the time with kids need to is moving from 
chaos to communication. And we're going to continue to focus on that in 2021. I love that. And, and, and again, I want people to be encouraged to go to kids need Two. And I just thought about this. We need to be clear. Two is the number two, not T O O T W O. You know, it's kids need and the, the number, number two com, And they need to, to really go to this. And, and I don't want to, I don't want us to end without talking briefly about your newest pivot. (laughs) And so the newest pivot is, hello, I'm a parent or hello, I'm a parent. Okay. You know, you have to figure out where you're from and figure out where your neck is going to go. But after, you know, in the midst of COVID-19, of course, we know that, that our students from our babies to our college students have had to move home and the living room, the bedroom, the basement room, a corner piece, uh, just a little edge of the table has become (laughs) the classroom and parents have had to step in and be teachers. And so many, and I've seen your show, I know so many uh, parents have been like, hold up, hold, hold, hold up, hold up. I'm a, I am an accountant. Okay. I know numbers. All right. Thank you. I, yeah, wait a second. Hold up. I, I am an entrepreneur. I ain't nobody, no teacher up in here. I mean, and, and so we see that. And what I love is what you, what you've done is you again, have just taken your creativity, your uh, profession, if you will, kind of mix that all together. And I want you to talk a little bit about, about hello, I'm a parent and, and how you again can assist parents on a totally different level. Yeah, it is. It is, it is definitely a pivot. It is definitely a pivot, but again, it's still pivoting around that whole thing. Um, from the kids need to perspective and also in the classroom, parents once virtual or distance learning became pretty much the standard around March or April of this year um, was getting calls, emails. And I began to notice that many of them started with, hello, I'm a parent. So I don't, I, I can't do the new math. I don't know the new math. No, hello, I'm a parent. So I don't know when the civil war was fought. <laughs> I don't know what y'all expect from me. Right, I'm a parent. <laughs> hello, I, I don't know, what are you talking about? Like, I don't know how to find that in Google Classroom. I'm a parent. And so I kind of did the, came up with the name tongue in cheek, but it really was the result of what I was hearing from parents. And the idea behind that, again, is everybody was, was we were all caught off guard. But um, as I was explaining to somebody the other day, prior to the pandemic, if you think about it, we lived fairly segmented lives. Our children were students from eight or nine in the morning until three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Right. And they went to school. And that's where 85 to 90% of their educational process took place. Mm -hmm. So you had the schoolhouse building jar. And then you came home and there was the meal and whatever you did until you went to bed. And that was the home jar. And then for those of us who went out and worked, there was the office or entrepreneurial jar where children were in school and you were working and everybody sort of knew where everybody was and everybody knew where everybody's function was. And then everything went up in the air and now everybody is milling around in the same house. You're trying to get work done as a parent. The student is trying to figure out one of three, four, five, six different platforms. If you have little children, they're trying to figure out how to log in, what to log in. Is the teacher going to talk to me? Oh, darn, I can't hug her. I, you know, I'm going to do what little children do when I'm frustrated. I'm going to cry. And in all of this madness, then you have two, three, four teachers who are assigning homework and trying to make all of this work. And out of that came, hello, I'm a parent. What I do, 
I initially started with just a weekly broadcast, and I would bring in um, educators, educational experts, um, administrators, community leaders, to really talk about and encourage. And again, my thing is I want to give you something that's going to help you change and improve. Right. I'm not talking right. just to be talking. Right. I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot of information floating around in the stratosphere. Mm-hmm. But my goal is to, every time I do a Facebook Live or a webinar, the goal is for a parent, if they're listening, to come away with at least one or two things that they can do differently that is going to increase the chances with regard to, hello, I'm a parent, to increase the chances of academic achievement for their child. Right. My uh, my graduate degree was in uh, master's in education, but I specialized and actually uh, wrote an award-winning thesis on academic achievement of mother-led households in urban areas. Mm. So when I thought about it, it was like, okay, here again, you, you know, you, you just need to kind of think about how you want to organize this because you can help people with this information. So kids need to, um, we work with parents, students, and other teachers, interestingly enough. But the idea is to help parents understand that, A, we know you're not teachers. We're really not expecting you to be teachers. But we realize that because the jars are all mixed up now, you may feel that you're in the teacher role. So here are some things you can do. I talk about ways to monitor what your child is doing, ways to organize what's going on in your home, ways to create learning spaces, whether you live in a 14-room house or whether you live in a one-bedroom apartment and you may have two or three children. Um, A lot of it is creativity. There's also accountability that you have to assign to your students because the roles are different. As a teacher, when we're in the classroom and Johnny says, Ms. Dobbins, I don't know how to do that. Right. As a teacher, I'm going to say, I'll be glad to help you. But what I want you to do right now is think about what we went over for the last two classes. Go through your notebook, see what applies, and then let me know what you don't know. Right. But I'm not somebody's mother. At home, when Johnny says, I don't know how to do this, as a parent, your initial reaction is, darn, I got to help Johnny figure out how to do that. And, and I don't know how. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. We didn't study it that way. We I don't know the program you're using. Um, and you know what? Let's go back to I know how to work a Mac. I know how to work, you know, Adele, uh, but Google meets and eats and creets. I don't uh uh-uh. uh I have no clue. I have no, you know, and I'm talking no. about Google Classroom and assignments that are uploaded and things. I hear silence. And it was from that perspective, it was like, okay, you can't, you can't expect people to automatically know this because somebody said on Monday, school is happening at their house. Right. So, right. Um, hello, I'm a parent, which has a page on the Kids Need to website, okay, because they're both initiatives under Positive, Positive families. families. Right. I also have a... Uh, page on Facebook called Hello, I'm a Parent, and then there is a Hello, I'm a Parent private group, because there's always information that people don't want to be public, Um, but I meet with parents on an individual or a group basis. I will do a one-time consultation with a parent and a student. Preferably, I like to have the two of them together, but if not, that's okay. Um, We are working I don't want to commit to having it done by Christmas, but I'm moving madly to have a planner developed that will allow parents and students to keep better track of what is due when. Um, Very nice. Because it, it's, it's just, it's a different environment. Right. We understand that it's different. There Right now, there's very little we can do about it. You know, we've got the vaccine coming and that's perhaps, we don't know what and that what, time Whatever that means, like. right. But, we do not want our children to suffer 
We don't want averages to drop. We don't want school to be taken any less lightly because the environment has changed. And I want parents to recognize that they're an important part of that team, but to not take on more than they should as a part of the team. And that's what we help them with at Hello, I'm a Parent. Wow. Well, you you are doing phenomenal work and it is so needed. And I feel like between the two initiatives under Positive Families LLC, the entire family is going to benefit. Whether you're married or not, your children, everybody's going to benefit from some part of Positive Families LLC. And so I want to take this opportunity to thank you for being on the show. I want to encourage our Pivot family. Listen, you do better when you know better. Okay. Now, you know, you know, the resources that are out there. We all know a family member. Everybody listening probably knows at least one family member or a friend or someone who could use these resources. So I, I want to encourage you to forward this information, pass this on, go check out the website and make sure that you um, connect your family member, your friend, you to Kids Need to Hello, I'm a Parent. What I like about uh, Alexis is that, you know, you said in the beginning, or maybe I said it, a third career educator, and I am a big, I'm a proponent of purpose, and um, nothing we do is a waste. I think everything we, every pivot, every turn has a purpose and that there's a bigger plan. And so I love that all of your turns, all everything that you've been through and, and, and are still doing is benefiting folks today. And it's going to benefit generations. That's the thing. This, yeah. this is legacy right here. This is, this is, this is going to change the generations of not only your family, but other people's families and create something new and refreshing. And that's great. I, I do want to give you, I want to ask you a question. I'm going to give you, put you on the spot. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I want to, let's go back to that woman that's out there who's on her second or third career, who's spinning and not sure and, you know, I, I want you to talk with talk directly to that sister out there who is like, okay, I'm trying to figure this out. There are pieces here, but I can't quite figure out what I'm doing. But how, share some some strategies or some how would you motivate them at this point in their life? Uh, okay, a little bit on the spot, but then again, when I think about it, it's two things. Yeah, know, two things. A place where I've been. <laughs> yes, it is a place exactly. Where I've been. So. One thing that should go before anything that we do is prayer and or meditation and just seeking divine guidance. We don't, we in our humanness don't know the big picture. We can't see the big picture. Um, to my way of thinking, it is not, it is not our big picture. Mm. And so rather than going out and doing something and then kind of wondering, dear Lord, how did I get here? Right. Um, I encourage men and women to, if you're thinking something, you get an idea, a seed is planted, whatever it is, and it doesn't have to be something that you're, one of the things that I found is you don't want to run around and ask a lot of people, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. just get quiet, pray about it, meditate on it, and then act when you hear that divine response, act, even if you don't know where everything is coming from, because that's not your job. Your job is to move and the resources will come. Mm. So that's the first thing that I would tell someone in that position. Okay. The second thing that I would say, and it's a corollary to the first point, is that expect that it will work out. Hmm. 
you don't have to know how it's going to work out. Yes. Um, it's not always going to be easy. I've made, again, in, in, in all of that, I, I probably pivoted three times before I realized that I was pivoting around the theme or the idea of education or supporting others through information. Right. But what I did find was that it was easier when I pivoted under direct guidance than when I hemmed and heed and hawed. And then again, because it's not my big picture, I was pivoted, if you get what I'm saying. Mm. I would rather pivot when I'm being given the guidance to pivot as opposed to digging my heels in and saying, I'm scared to do that. Mm. I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't think I can do that. I don't know how to money. And then ultimately, God pivots you anyway, but that, that sometimes hurts. Right, 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 right. When you are pivoted. So you want to pray, meditate, and seek guidance. Then when you get it, move and expect that it will work out. Not that you know how it's going to work out, but that it will work out. And then the last thing is have find something every day to be grateful and joyful about, even if it is. I'm going to tell a really short story. In the pivoting, I have gone from making lots and lots of money to, okay, Lord, how's this going to work? Because this is this, this, this looking kind of, this, I'm not sure what we're going to mm. do here. But again, just, you know, pivoting as a given direction. And I will never forget one of my pivots I made um, that included grad school. So I was in grad school. And my oldest son was in the military. So he was in either Iraq or Afghanistan. And my youngest son was at Howard University, which is not one of the cheaper universities um, that we know about. Even though I don't go to <laughs> HU. You just want to say it. HU, right? Okay. Okay. Got a lot of respect you know. for you. Okay. We just have a lot of you respect know. for it. So okay. we're just going to give it a uh, shout out. Okay, okay. Go ahead. And all I had to give him, and what it was, I remember him saying, because he had, you know, and he wanted this for Christmas and that for Christmas and this for Christmas and that for Christmas. And I kept saying, baby, it's not that, it's like, it's not that kind of season. And I'll never forget when he looked at me and he said, you know, mom, every year you say that. And every year you come up with what it is that I've asked for. So I'm just going to let you do that. Because you do that every year. <laughs> and then every year, whatever I ask for, you under the tree. But wow. it just makes you feel better to just do that. Okay, all right. So right. We'll go with that. Yes. And that year, what I gave him for Christmas was a $25 check. And he, we had been somewhere because he traveled with me. And this was before they were in the grocery stores back on the East Coast. Um, the it's like a soda a limoncello lime limoncello soda it's a it's an italian carbonated soda and okay. they sell them down the grocery store but for a while they didn't and i knew that he liked those and i bought a six pack of those and wrapped it up and put a bow on it i still get teary-eyed and a check for 25 dollars and I think that was the first time that he realized that she meant what she said. Like, mm, this is what she had. Right. But two, probably 18 months to two years later, still in the middle of that pivot, and things were completely different, completely different, was able to support him in in many different ways was able to do the things that i was used to doing and i'm i'm saying that to say that there are times when you're not going to have everything that you think you should have but just know that it is going to work out for your good mm. and sometimes you just have to be a little bit patient but what i now realize is that my relationship with my sons 
is one that is difficult to explain, but that's because we know who we are and we know what we've been through and we know how we can count on each other. So my point, every morning, find something to be grateful for. Find something to be joyful about. Find a friend who will make you laugh. I know a couple of people who just make me laugh over silly stuff, but we laughing. Right. And then you, you, you dig in, you do the work, and you get up the next morning and you do it again. And it will work out for your good. Wow. That, that was, now see, we suppose the end, you, you got tears welling up. You're doing <laughs> too much. But I, <laughs> but I appreciate you. So I want to, I just want to give a shout out again. I thank you so much for being with us here on episode 42. I want to encourage everyone listening to, to go to kidsneed2.com, www.kidsneed2.com. Go on Facebook, check out some of the resources, make a concerted effort to invest in your family and your children. This, this go, we're, we're moving into 2021, but why wait until 2021? The information is here and now in 2020, right? And so I want to thank you for just being with us, being so transparent and sharing uh, what I know is life-changing information on this episode. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening in. Please share, please follow, please subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And uh, I just look forward to, to, to some testimonies, some stories about this particular episode, because I know it's going to impact some lives. So everyone, thank you so much for listening. Alexis Stabas, thank you so much for being a guest here on the Pivot Podcast. It's been my pleasure. And we'll have to have you back. I know there's going to be some great stories coming from uh, Positive Families, LLC. Everyone, have a happy Wednesday. Uh, get, be warm, be safe. Six feet, come on, social distance. <laughs> Wear your gloves. Six feet. Wear gloves, your mask. Gloves. And it's it's snowing where I am. So so bundle up. All right. Thank you so much. And everyone have a fantastic day.